Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. You guys are going to love Jen from Time for the Table. She is so full of energy and great information and great value. She talks in this episode about checklists that she uses to go through her blogging process. So she has a checklist for doing research. She has another one for when she publishes a post and she has another one for post publishing stuff. So it's really valuable You will be taking notes like crazy, but she does have downloads that you can access as well so you can get started with your own checklist. This is one of those value-packed episodes that you cannot miss, so listen through to the end. She's so sweet and likable, and I hope you love it. It is episode number 392, and it is sponsored by Rank IQ. Hey there, we are putting together an AMA episode. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. Coming up here on the eBlog Talk podcast, and we would love your help with this project. Submit questions that you would like for me to answer in episode number 400 that will be published on April 10th. Ask me anything about myself, productivity, planning, food blogging, any of those topics that I talk a lot about. I will do my very best to get an answer for you. Send me an email at megan at eatblogtalk.com with AMA as the subject line and ask away. Jen Talley grew up eating dinner with her whole family every night. In 2006, Jen moved across the country for college, and she found a love for cooking and experimenting with new recipes. When Jen graduated, she had three kids and became a stay-at-home mom. Many years later, she finally got the courage to start a food blog, and she now loves following her passion for food. Jen is really enthusiastic about this job and wants to share her love of blogging with you, with others. Hello, Jen. So happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. So we're going to talk about workflows and checklists today for busy bloggers because we all have to-do lists that are never-ending. But first, we want to know if you have a fun fact to share with us. Okay. So half my family is Jewish and the other half isn't, but we grew up like always eating like delicious New York style bagels and, you know, lox and cream cheese, like that whole thing, right? It's like a big part of our family gatherings. Well, when my husband and I moved to Utah, I could not find like a single bagel place near me that like had a good chewy New York style bagel. And so I started making bagels and then I started selling bagels in my neighborhood. I have like a really big, like 9,000 people like neighborhood we're like kind of up on a mountain so it's like a little community so I post it in my page and they like literally sell out in minutes (gasps) like everyone is like these are the best bagels I've had these bagels since I lived in New York or like it's so funny but it's like my own little bagel business out of my own home and I only have like a single oven and oh my goodness so how often (laughs) do you do that Honestly, I just do it like when I feel like it, because when I do make them, I'm making a lot. Like usually I'll try to do like six double batches, which ends up being like 
a hundred bagels. And it's like, I have dough mixing, I have dough rising, I have like the bagels baking, and then I'm rolling out bagels. And so it's like, I have it set so that everything's happening at the same time. And I'm just like quickly rotating through each thing. And so I don't do it a ton, but maybe about like once a month, once every other month, just like when I feel like it, I'm like, all right, today I'm going to post that there's bagels. And- oh my gosh. That's so cool. And that shows that you have the true entrepreneurial spirit, right? You saw the the lack of bagels and you filled that gap and people clearly love them. That's so awesome. I want one of your bagels. <laughs> <laughs> well, my recipe is on my blog. So if you want to make them. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are they called? I think they're sourdough discard New York style bagels. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's so cool. And thank you for coming here today to talk about this because we were talking a little bit about how bloggers typically just are so overwhelmed because there's so many things and I feel like there's things emerging all the time, new platforms, new tools, new, like the list is endless and we can so easily get caught up in like, oh my gosh, how am I going to manage all of this stuff and then publish content? And I mean, you know how it goes. So you have some workflows and some checklists that you use to keep you on task I would love to know, Jen, how you got to the point where you realized that this was important and that you needed to manage all the things going on. Okay. So to be honest, I kind of found this out pretty quickly, like as a new blogger and I'm still, I still haven't hit Mediavine um, yet. So I'm still kind of in the, I would say beginner stages, although I'm definitely growing and seeing my sessions grow, which is very exciting. But from the very beginning, I was constantly like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And then I'd post a recipe and then I'd be back at that recipe, editing it and republishing it like three times because I'm like, oh, dang it. I forgot this and I forgot that. And and I know you can like use like different tools to to try not to do like the, the republish date or whatever it is. But I was just like, I need a list so that when I th- think I'm done with a post, I can go through and be like, okay, am I missing anything? So I don't have to go back in there and go back through right. and and fix it. Right. So saving time down the road. So upfront creating maybe like a checklist so that you don't have to keep going back in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what checklists do you have like a handful of them or do you just have one main checklist? Yeah. So I've created three checklists and real quick, before we go into that, I just want to say that these checklists aren't just for new bloggers. So obviously they'll be extremely helpful for a newer blogger because it kind of really lays out uh, so many of the different, you know, pieces when it comes to like researching and creating the blog post and then after publishing, but also even for seasoned bloggers, having a checklist like this, that literally just lays down as much as possible. And they can even customize to make it fit their, hmm. you know, exact workflow is just so helpful. It just saves so much time. And then also when they get to the point where they're ready for a vi- to pass off some of that to a virtual assistant or something like that, they have that in place where they can say, all right, so when it's done, you know, just go through this checklist and then they'll have, you know, a clear path. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I like that you pointed out that it's not just for new bloggers. Anyone can utilize this and customize it. Yes, exactly. And I have all three checklists on my website and I go into a lot of detail on the posts. So on the post on my website, it 
it kind of talks about every single bullet point. And then for the printable version, um, which you can print out, it is like the bare bones so that it's really nice when you're going through it. You can just be like, all right, check, check, check. Oh, forgot that one. And just do it real quick. Check, check, check. And then on the on the post, it kind of like if you're like, wait, what does that one mean? You can kind of refer back to the post and see kind of like what that one specifically was about. Do you want to talk about each checklist and kind of what's involved? Let's do it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and start with the checklist that is before you're going to write your post. So this is like your, I call it the recipe research checklist. And this one talks a lot about keywords. And I know that you've had a lot of information on your podcast about keywords. It's been so helpful. And a couple of things that I did mention in the actual post is cooking with keywords, which is a course that really goes into so much detail about trying to find keywords that you can uh, hopefully rank for and, or even just like your current recipes, what keywords can you add that maybe will help you gain some position in Google rankings, right? And then also just wanted to mention Rank IQ, which I know you use as well. I have loved Rank IQ. And as a new blogger, I'm really seeing a lot of growth using it, which is great. So again, just a couple of tools for you to, to figure out what keywords to even try to go for, yeah. right? Okay. So I just wanted to like start with that. So the first thing on that list would be just finding the keyword or keywords for that recipe. So again, using either like a like rank IQ, cooking with keywords, something like that. And then next, after you have your keywords picked out, deciding if you need any kind of attention grabber, like this is the best mm. cookie recipe or gourmet or easy or, you know, just little words that will kind of like be like, oh, well, if that's the best, I'll click yeah. it. So. <laughs> And sometimes you'll even see that as part of like your keyword research, like you actually should include easy or things like that. And then the next one is keyword variations. And so, for example, if you're doing a raspberry and white chocolate cheesecake, maybe during your research, you find out that you can also include the words like no bake white chocolate cheesecake or raspberry and white chocolate swirl cheesecake or you know, things like that, that you might find, oh, okay, I should probably include those throughout my post because they all relate to this exact recipe. And then, so that's the main keyword part of that section. And then on top of that, just a few things like researching your recipe ingredients. So sometimes I'll be about to write a blog post and I'll go and rank IQ and my recipe doesn't call for chili powder, right? But in Rank IQ, it says chili powder. And I'm like, you know what? That actually might be really great in this recipe. So if you are able, and it doesn't always work, right? Because you have your recipe and, you know, I'm sure it's super great. But, you know, there may be a time where you're like, actually, this actually would work really well in the recipe. And it's part of the research. I can easily just add it in. I love that. I love when I am looking in Rank IQ and I am inspired by something that I find in there. And then I'm like, like you just said, oh yeah, that would be really great. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a piece of your recipe card, but you could offer it up as a suggestion, like a suggested oh, yeah. alternative, right? Or like an, an oh, yeah. additional ingredient to add or something. I love doing that. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely like substitutions. A lot of times you can use it or variations of the recipe. Like maybe you have a spicy variation of it or an Asian inspired version or something like that. Like I was making a green bean recipe and soy sauce was on there. And I'm like, oh, this recipe definitely does not have soy sauce, but 
I'll include some different variations at the bottom of this post and include maybe like, you know, something that has like a little bit of an Asian flair to it with like some, you know, garlic and soy sauce and stuff, stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. So for recipe ingredients, along with that is just making the shopping list and don't forget to include any garnish. So during that research stage, maybe you're like, okay, so, you know, visualizing what you're going to do and thinking about anything you might need to purchase for the recipe. Also image inspiration. I know that there's so many bloggers out there that are just so creative, like, right. (laughs) They like go to take their photos and it just comes to them and they just make the most beautiful thing possible. (laughs) I'm not one of those people, (laughs) although I can appreciate it. And I love, you know, food photography. It is beautiful. I'm one of the people that has to kind of go through and search my term and say, okay, like I like a little bit of what this person did, a little bit of what that person did, and then make my own version. Like I'm not copying anyone else. I don't, you know, encourage literally copying someone else's picture, but to be inspired um, by it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cause there's things I don't think about like, oh, maybe I should place a little cute wooden spoon there or a little spill of that or things like that. So yeah, totally. That can be part of research. And then also, obviously, you know, just making sure that you're prepared with your photography backdrop and props. If you need a video plan, if you're planning on taking video and then any social media extras. So for instance, like I know I'm going to post this to Instagram and I need to make a reel. So I need to make sure that I capture, you know, this clip. So just kind of like a little bit of research when it comes to like what the plan is for, you know, social medias. Do you so write, that's all. Do you write all yeah. this down? So do you have you have your document and you just log all of this beforehand or do you just have it in your mind or both? A little bit of both. So for I mean for this one it kind of comes naturally like most of it cuz like the keyword research is just part of, you know, just getting ready, right? And then the video plan, I don't necessarily make a huge plan, but I do think about a couple of things to say maybe at the beginning of the recipe. Like if I'm going to put myself on camera, that type of thing. So yeah, it's, and like I said, these checklists I'm hoping are going to be, give you more information than you need. Right. So like, if you're like, oh, I definitely don't need to do the video plan or I definitely don't need to do that, but at least it's there to remind you if you do need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like just thinking about this stuff in advance, even if it does take you a little bit of time to start is going to save so much time down the road. And that's kind of the point of this whole chat, but Have you found that, that you just save a ton of time by doing all of this? Yes, I definitely think that I save a lot of time. Really, the checklist just helped my brain, I think, stay organized. Mm. Instead of like searching like the, all right, so I need to make my recipe today. Like, do I have the ingredients? Do I have, do I know even what picture I want to take for my, you know, hero image or that type of thing? Like having the checklist, I can just be like, all right, like I'm getting ready to do it. So do I have the recipe ingredients? No, do it. Do I already have my inspiration for the picture? Yes, done. So it's it's kind of like a way to stay organized and like it doesn't have to take long, right? Like making a shopping list, super easy. But it's just kind of a way, I think, to stay organized and move through it quickly. Anytime you can envision something before you do it, it's going to help you. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of us probably already have some type of like weekly plan or whether it's batching or things like that, right? So we already make checklists, but this checklist is one that like, once you customize it and create it to exactly what you need, like it's just there and ready for you every single time you're publishing the post, every single time you're done publishing the post, like you can just go through really quickly and be like, do, 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 do. I got that done. I just need to do this. So it's just, I just think it helps you to kind of like organize your mind and get through 
that step quicker yes. for your weekly plan. Totally get that. So did you have anything more with your research checklist? No, that one is done. Okay, so move on to your next one. Okay, so the next one is my biggest one, and that is the publishing the recipe post. So we'll go ahead and go through this one. And I don't know, I'm kind of really like proud of this one (laughs) just because like there's so, I remember posting as a brand, brand new blogger and just being like, oh, what am I missing? You know? And so it's just been really good to slowly add to it. So I really hope this one's super helpful for people. So starting off is super simple the title, right? And make sure that your keyword is in your title or your H1, right? Next is that your title uses an attention grabber if needed. And again, we already talked about attention grabbers. Making sure your keyword is in your recipe card title, making sure your keyword is in the first two sentences of your post, making sure the keyword is in the meta description in Yoast and that your keyword is... So I don't know if you need this or not, but I always make sure that my keyword is also in that optional excerpt. Oh, I do too. I do the same every time. Just, yeah. I'm like, it says optional right next to that on WordPress, but I'm like, uh, maybe I should include that just in case, cover all my pages. (laughs) So anyways, yeah. So again, all those things are just super, super easy, but just like checking them off to make sure you have them. Eat Blog Talk is here to support you at every stage of your food blogging journey to help you accelerate your blog's growth so you can achieve your freedom. We offer many services that will help get you on the right path no matter where you're at in your journey. Don't forget to check out our free discussion forum at forum.eatblogtalk.com. Go there to connect with like-minded peers, to learn and to grow, and to share any wins that you have. Our signature service is our mastermind program. We are currently accepting waitlist submissions for 2024. So if you want to get on the list for this year-long experience starting in January 2024, definitely do that now. If you are not quite ready for that investment, the Mini Minds program might be for you. It is a six-month program that will help you achieve your goals and overcome any obstacles that are holding you back. And if you're up for getting together in person with some like-minded food bloggers, consider coming to one of our in-person retreats in 2023. This is a great way to get to know your fellow food bloggers really well in an intimate setting to learn a ton about food blogging in a short time frame and to eat some delicious food that you will never forget. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash services to get all the information about all of our services. And then the last one with keyword is making sure that all your keyword variations, which we talked about in the previous one, are used throughout the post. So, you know, any variations to that main keyword is just kind of scattered throughout the post and making it sound natural. Okay, so you got your keyword bases covered. Then what do you do? Next is images. And so for this, you're just making sure your images are saved on your computer with the file names using the target keyword and using dashes between the words. So if it's a white chocolate cheesecake, it's white dash chocolate dash cheesecake. And then maybe that's your main hero image, right? And then for the next one, you would have white dash raspberry dash chocolate dash cheesecake. So you're just kind of like using some of those keyword variations in the file names because apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, you can rank for the file names sometimes like on Google Images. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. I don't know exactly the answer to that, but I do know that saving your files with the target keyword is a really smart thing to do. Yeah. 
I'm not sure if that's exactly how like Google images would find that or not, but I don't know, but I did hear that as well. So I'm like, it's on the list. It's to one of the things to do. <laughs> okay. Next is um, making sure your images have alt text and that they're, the alt text is a maximum of 120 characters and it's a complete sentence with a period at the end. Mm-hmm. Images have a caption below if needed. Not all images will need that. And sometimes it's overkill. So it's kind of like an optional thing. Image file sizes are under 200 kilobytes. And according to Feast, they have 250 kilobytes. So in general, you're looking at the 200 kilobyte. I know some people say less, some people say more. So that's like a general size thing. Making sure your images are 1200 pixels wide. Your hero image is 12 by 12, 100 pixels wide. And adding your featured image to that post column in WordPress. So on that right side where you can add your featured image. So that's all the image stuff. Okay. Okay, so next is Pinterest. And for that one, it really kind of depends on what you're using for your Pinterest right now. I'm using the Mediavine Grow plugin. And so for me, I add a hidden pin and then I add a Pinterest title and description and using keywords in the title and description. Okay. So again, that might be different for what different people are using. For SEO, this is just some random SEO things. And some of the stuff that we mentioned before are also kind of linked to SEO, but I have make sure that you link two to three of your other blog posts near the top of your post. Okay. So if I'm making chocolate swirl cheesecake, maybe I'm going to link also to my raspberry cheesecake or my, I don't know, something related, right? At the top of your post. Sure. And then all your internal links open in the same window, all your external links open in a new window, and that your target keyword density is below 2%. Okay. So that's all the SEO stuff. Okay. And then for, I told you this is a super long one. <laughs> no, it's good. This is, I, th- I can see this being especially valuable for new to intermediate bloggers. They're just yeah. like little details that we might miss that we're like, oh, right. I forgot that. Like the 1200 pixels across yeah. and things like that. So this is really great. Yeah. Keep going. Some of that stuff is very, very like basic. So I have a question for you. When you go and you're done writing a post, right? Do you, how do you know you're finished? Do you have some type of a checklist where you're like, okay, I just need to make sure I literally hit all the things I need to do before hitting publish? Well, I've created so many, so many recipes (laughs) that I, I mean, I used to have kind of a checklist, but no, I don't anymore. I just, it's like, when you do something so many times, it's just like in your brain. And if I forget something, I just think, oh, well, (laughs) I'm just to that point where I don't want to go back and do major fixes. So I try to get all the details that I can, but no, I do not have an official checklist outside of my brain. Okay. That's awesome. That's great that you're at that point. I always feel like I'm like, I just don't want to miss anything, but yeah. And I think, I think that's really smart, but how many recipes do you have in your blog? Not a ton. I want to say 40. Okay. So yeah, I think once you get to like having a couple hundred, you're to that point where it just is second nature and you kind of know what you need to do and anything else that doesn't matter just doesn't get done. But I see. Okay. All right. So the next part on this, again, we're still on the publishing a recipe checklist is completing the po. Wait, no, this is the new one. Did we get through it? Hon, let me double check. So were you finished with the publishing? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I have one more. I have one more paper. So the next one is the recipe card. So just making sure that you have any important recipe notes in the recipe card, like how to store, reheat, freeze leftovers, making sure you filled out as much as the recipe card as possible, like all those little extra, you know, boxes 
if this applies, embedding a video in the recipe card and adding affiliate links to the recipe card. So that's recipe card. And then the next one, so this one, I use the feast theme and I know that's pretty popular among yeah. a lot of bloggers. It's kind of like a really safe one to use, especially when you're, I think you're new and you just want yeah. everything to be right. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, for that one, I have it on my checklist just to add some of the like images with a link to that recipe so that people can actually see some of my other recipes like food candy, right? And they are kind of just like, oh, like, or eye candy, I guess. And they're like, oh, that looks good. So it's just like another way to kind of break up the post, have them hopefully click on another link and then mm, spend more time on my blog. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I know that other, you know, not just Feast has options like this, but for me, I just kind of wrote like, add post ID numbers to the FSRI block, which doesn't make a lot of sense to other people. But I did put a little parenthesis, like letting people know, like basically it's just like a picture with a link to a new recipe. Right. Oh, I like that. And then a few other items, making sure that your most important questions are found in the Yoast FAQ block, that your URL includes the keyword and not to use any like, you may not want to use any numbers in it. So for instance, if you're having a post that's 20 homemade dressings, if you want to update it down the road and have 35 homemade dressings, you may just want to, you know, take out the number and just have like homemade dressings as part of your URL, things like that to keep in mind. And then making sure your paragraphs are short. I remember this is so funny. I think it was Casey Marquis. He's hilarious. I think he said when you write, you're supposed to be writing as if it's like a, a drunk adult or a toddler I, I think he's toddler yeah. reading it or something yes. like that and so that kind of just you know just like short paragraphs easy reading I think that's a common problem not problem but it's something that, that we commonly do as food bloggers is write longer paragraphs and I've just kind of gotten trained to notice when people write like really fat paragraphs nobody wants to read a really long paragraph so that's just a really easy way that you can just improve your the user experience I think on your site Yes, super, super easy. And then adding your categories and unchecking. Oh, wait, maybe this is embarrassing, but do you uncheck the uncategorized category? Yes. So that, okay, that pops up by default, right? So yeah, yeah I always yeah. uncheck that. Okay, good. Me too. All right. And then, yeah, checking your categories and then creating blocks. And so even as a new blogger, I haven't hit Mediavine yet, so I don't have ads on my site, but you can create your group blocks. So that when you do have ads on your site, it, it will place the ads strategically so that it's a better user experience. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to start that from the beginning so you don't have to go back. Yeah. I think we are ready for the next one. All right. Let's go to your next checklist. And that is that like post-publishing? <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was trying to think of like a, like a good word for this checklist. And I'm like, it's post. <laughs> Literally <laughs> is post-publishing. <laughs> I know, but it like, it's kind of confusing because obviously we write posts. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I called it the after publishing checklist. Hey, whatever works. It's yeah, we get the gist. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this one is a shorter one and it's pretty basic, but just after you're posting, going back to two to three similar posts and linking back to your new post and that prevents the orphaned content, right? Okay. Yeah, so you're going to go into some of your old posts and link to your new post so that everything is linked together. And then after you post, adding five stars to the recipe card, I heard that that just kind of like, what is the word? Almost kind of like completes mm. the recipe card. I don't know if you've, have you heard anything like that before? I don't know if I've heard 
that, but I mean, I don't think there's any harm in doing that. I think that's oh, okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I, I've heard one of our amazing SEO gurus talk about just doing that as uh, one of the steps after publishing and then add the post to your homepage if that applies and create a Google web story if that applies. Okay. And then the last section is for social media. So after you have your post done, you might want to pin it to Pinterest, make an idea pin for Pinterest. You might want to add or schedule it to Instagram, Facebook, any Facebook groups you want to you know, put it in or add it to TikTok. You may want to post it as a YouTube video or a YouTube short or post to Twitter. So pretty basic. That is so complete. That is so much, but it's so good. I can see this like... Yeah, preventing a lot of extra work, going back into your post and having to redo things. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else on the after publishing? Nope. That's it for after publishing. Okay. So where do people start with this? So did you recommend they take your list and they just kind of comb through it and cater it to what fits for them? Yes, exactly. And I've, I've written that so many times on each of these blog posts. Like, you know, this is, again, take this and customize it to what you need to do. And there was a lot of me talking and kind of going through this, but when you look at the actual like printable list, the bare bones one, it is just so like easy to just go through each one so quickly because you'll see it and you'll be like, okay, done, 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 done. Oop, missed that, missed that one. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like such a great way to just without having to rack your brain and be like, ah, oh, did I miss anything? Is right. there something I need to do? It's just such a great way to just go through it so fast yeah, and, and not have to think like too hard about all the different steps. Cause oh my goodness. I mean, you there know, there's like so much to it. <laughs> there's so much. And I know bloggers who are really into video and producing video for like TikTok and you know, like all the platforms, Facebook reels, Instagram reels, Pinterest, and then repurposing them. So they have checklists for that too. So you could even take it a step further and do like a video checklist. And then like, have I created a vertical video? Like whatever you need process you need to go through to make sure you do that. So you could take this to so many levels. You could just do a checklist for social media or I don't know, like this could go on and on, but this is so helpful. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of links into like what spreadsheets you may have, right? Like I know I have like a spreadsheet for where I've I've shared my posts, right? Like, so that I'm not like hitting the same post too many times or mm. things like that. So yeah, it kind of all links together and it's just supposed to make it just a little bit easier for your workflows to like move smoother. And when you get to the point maybe where you can offload some of this work to a VA, like how great would it be to have something like this in place and be like, all right, so these are all the things like we need to do. Let me know if you have any questions. And then you know that everything's getting done because it's written out, it's done. So this is such a great way to simplify our lives and going into this new year. I think we all love to hear that word simplify. It can be so easy to get overwhelmed in our space. So this is a just something easy to implement, right? Yeah, definitely. Do you have anything to leave us with? I'm trying to think about any last questions I have, but I think you so thoroughly covered everything. <laughs> so you will provide, so you, do you have a place where we can go to get your templates? Yeah. So on my website, I have a page like, you know, in the menu that has blogging resources. Okay. And in that it has all three posts for the, you know, before, during and after publishing. 
And so the posts, like I said, have a lot more detail in them. And then at the end of the post, you can get a link for a PDF to print out kind of like the bare bones checklist. Okay. And on that, like I said, take it, run with it, like go and create your own. That's perfect for you and customize it. And also I would love if anyone has any things that they do that they are adding to their list. I would love if they were to like email or comment and let me know what I'm missing because I'm always adding, you know, little things here and there to my checklist just to make it a little bit easier to make sure I hit all the the different parts of it. And so I'd love to add to my checklist too. So I was trying to look through my post just to see if there's anything you didn't mention that I do, but I think you covered everything and more that I do. Yeah. You're amazing, Jen. This is such a great (laughs) checklist. I'm hoping it's super helpful for people. (laughs) I think it really will be. So we will put those links to what you were referencing in your show notes page so that if people want to go check them out, you might get a lot of hits on that those pages. Go grab those and cater them to your own liking, and hopefully this simplifies your life in 2023. So thank you, Jen, so much for all of this. This has been super valuable. I feel like you didn't even need me on this interview. You just had so much quality information to share that I was just here like being a, you know, someone to talk to. <laughs> I love hearing your voice. Like I, I hope I'm not speaking for everyone, but like your podcast has been so helpful as a newer blogger. I, I really like look forward to listening to every single episode that you have. Like it's, it, it brings me joy. Like it's one of those things that I'm like, Oh, I can listen to this while I'm doing dishes or, and every once in a while I have to sit down and take some notes because there's such good information. I'm so happy I can do dishes with you. I love that. (laughs) I know. I like feel like it's such a privilege to be even on your podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just amazing. You have helped so many bloggers. And so, yeah, it's just amazing. Thank you for all that you do. You are going to make me cry. This is my last interview of the day, so I suppose I can cry. (laughs) That was seriously so sweet. Thank you so much. And you are adding value by being here and talking about your area of expertise. So we appreciate you too. Just want you to know that back. Well, to end, do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with us? Okay. Yes, I do. And it is... From Eleanor Roosevelt, and it's, I am who I am today because of the choices I made yesterday. Mm. Love it, right? I love that so much. (laughs) I mean, it really speaks for itself, but like, I remember wanting to start a food blog years and years ago, and if I had started, like, I would be in a much different place, but you know what? Like, all I can do is make the right choices today to move me forward tomorrow, whether it's being a good mom or, you know, being a successful food blogger, like we can just make that choice every day. And some days are harder. Some days it's hard to stick to the plan, but, but we can move forward. And I love that. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for ending that way. I love it so much. We will put together show notes for you, Jen. So if anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash time for the table and time is t-h-y-m-e and we will put all of the stuff we talked about in this episode in your show notes so just to reiterate where can people find you online and on social media yeah so like you said my blog is timeforthetable.com and time is the herb like t-h-y-m-e and then on all social media platforms it's at timeforthetable.com so yeah pretty much across the board I felt I don't know. I felt pretty lucky that that wasn't taken time for the table. I'm 
Seriously, that is lucky. That was a gem you found. (laughs) So yeah, I got kind of lucky with that. But yeah, so you can find me there and I'd love to make some blogger friends. It's been such a fun journey. So reach out if you'd like to become blogger friends. Awesome. Yes, definitely reach out to Jen. Thank you again, Jen, so much for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.